Savage Mind Podcast. Before I kick this into gear with this, uh, the content of this episode, let me please ask for your humble support and go to whatever platform you listen from and let's go hit that subscribe button. Again, doesn't cost much, even if you don't want to listen, but every so often, even if you don't, you want to listen once a season. If you believe in this message, this mission, and what I'm building and what we are building as a community, go hit that subscribe button. So if you're local, if you're in the state, in the community, just kidding, not that many people in the community follow and support, just keeping it real. But a lot of people outside the, well, a reasonable amount outside the community does. So I have no expectations from people inside the community. I have a couple. That is it. As I have said in the past podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, most of my support with this and any of my training or any of my podcast stuff comes from not only outside the community, comes outside of the Metroplex and oftentimes outside the state and country. But I appreciate any and all support. I made myself a goal of subscribers this year. And when I mean this year, I mean season three just kicked off last episode. So I'm gonna a full year would be uh, next uh, February, and that would be going into season four. So please help help myself and anyone that again never use names. Anyone that I reach out to, anyone as I'm moving to the next level on everything, uh, helping people, speaking to people, um, trying to get the word out, trying to. Um, help as many people that needs this savagery and needs to hear this message, even if they don't want to hear it, it's possible. Whether that's in person, whether that's podcast, whether that's a private message, whatever it is. Uh, if you believe in, in any of it, if it's just maybe you can resonate one episode every 10, any subscriptions would be great. Again, comes out to $2.50 a week, maybe. If that's too much trouble, uh, for some of you, then you're not about to support like you say you are. So you should just save it. Don't say that you're about to support because I can go back and look at when I released my pilot episode in 2020 and some of my first couple of episodes, and I can look at the comments on there when I put it on Facebook and on a couple of other platforms. And I look at the people that said they were all about it and they were uh, uh, going to subscribe, going to listen. I wasn't pushing subscriptions again. I'm going to do it either way. I've said that consistently over and over. Nothing's going to stop me, obviously, if y'all haven't figured that out by now. Uh, But uh, how we grow and how we reach more audience, how we can get on other platforms is subscriptions and sponsors. So anyone interested doing anything above and beyond that, please reach out to me. I think you know I put in the work. I think you know I put in more work. And I think that... You know that I won't compromise. I won't comply to the masses. I won't bow down, kiss ass, brown nose to anybody for anything. I'm not going to do it. But I think that if you know me, you know the work I put in and what I'm willing to do. And uh, you know how passionate I am about these things. And my purpose means everything to me. And there's people that want to hear it, and there's people that don't want to hear it, but need to hear it. So, that brings me to this podcast. You know, one thing we always hear throughout our life, 
often feel most of the time is being part of a community, being part of something. You people ask you where you're from. Hey, where was you born at? Like for me, I was born in California. Am I connected to California? It's like this. We moved before I was four years old. Did I always feel like in the past I belonged there? I did feel that because of the beach and because of the atmosphere, because of the landscape, because of the vibe. This day and age, this year, these last few years, probably the last five years or so, as far as the culture and as far as any of the, from what I gather from my family that's out there and talking to people, it doesn't make no difference where I live. Do I think I'm connected out there? No, I don't. Not with the mindset, not with the with the lifestyle. Whether I, I wish I'd have grew up surfing, I wish I'd have grew up snowboarding, uh, being at the beach. I think I just had that in my mind because that's where I was born. That's where my parents got married at. And that's where my family was from. And I was raised in Texas. And a lot of the community, I never felt like I fit in. I didn't. And I don't now. More so than just as much or more so than any time in my life. But I maybe related that to the beach lifestyle because I wasn't there. So I had the mindset everybody was just surfing and hanging out all day. And you can go to the, you can be in the mountains and to the beach within two or three hours. California has everything. Not picking on California, still love the state. But uh, people ask you where you're from sometimes. Hey, where you where were you born at? But where were you raised at? What community? So I was raised in this community, and been here since right maybe before four years old, right around that time. So I started school here. I've left a couple of times when I was younger and came back. And that usually was out of my control. Uh, my mother moved a lot. Not different places, but we moved to different towns. We moved out of state a couple of times and we ended up coming back. And at that time, being younger, I was always glad to be back. My friends, my community, my team, my sports teams. And it, it, later on, it hurt me moving out of the community, moving out of town, then coming back because it may it showed not that that I was may not be consistently gonna live here. And as I got older, uh, up in my teenage years playing sports, a lot of that didn't didn't set well with the coaches because they didn't know if I was gonna be here for a year, then gone the next. But primarily, my forty plus years have been spent in this community, in this county, in this town. I'm not cutting down my town. I'm not cutting down my community at all. But I very much wished that I would have been gone sooner. Now, that has a lot to do with people who go to college. They move. They relocate. Maybe they go to the military. A lot of my friends that went to the military and college somewhere else, when I talk to them or we go to class reunions or different things like that, one thing that made sense to me was, the ones that left for years and came back, they were glad to be back. Does that make sense to some of y'all? But for, for some of us who took a local job and got married reasonably young, had children reasonably young, we felt trapped. Now, by say, with saying that, I have untrapped myself out of all of that stuff. As far as relocation, we're working on that now. It's a process. It's been a process. If you know me, I'm going to do everything I say I'm going to do. As long as I'm here and I'm breathing... I'm going to do it. We're not to that step yet. 
Uh, if you know me in real life, you know that we're trying to wrap up some things on our house. We're probably still a couple years away. There's some things that have to be in place. Every other thing, we are either we have either done it or we're in the process of doing it. And a lot of that is to put us in a position where we are living in a different place. And uh, we're working on it. Uh, I think originally our goal was 2020, 2021. And as again, the girls, we have twins. Not, hey, I, people always say don't move your children, this, this and that in the middle of school. But kids should go where their parents go. They get used to what, people get used to whatever they're used to. What's familiar? What's comfortable? And we know that those of us who live in this this mindset, this world of discomfort, that that's not always the best thing. I wish I would have relocated them sooner. I wish I would have relocated my other children sooner, but I didn't. But now that our girls are will be going into their senior year next year, uh, we feel like that doesn't make much sense with it only being over a year, year and a half away. But with saying that, when people ask you where you're from, you know, I grew up in this town. I grew up in this community. And there's certain things that you don't understand when you're a younger or early teen that, that I understand now. When I say some of the things I'm about to say, it pisses a lot of people off. That's not to say, again, listen to what I'm saying. If you take it out of context, as always, feel free to do so. No explanation. Unapologetic. Don't give one fuck. But usually, like anything, the people that it pisses off are the ones that it applies to. One thing I always say, nothing pisses off people more than the people that it applies to. The shit that you say, the shit I say, the shit I post, how I live my life. And one, I, sometimes you can't connect things till later in life. That comes through chain experience. That comes through growth. That, that growth that comes through evolving. That comes to uh, new experiences and being able to connect things that people, other people cannot connect. But at the same time, sometimes that's people don't think you can't connect them or they're hoping that you don't connect them. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say I've never done this, but I want to talk about. My experience, my mindset sitting in my 40s right now, past the midpoint of my 40s, been in a town over 40 years, pretty much, uh, went to mostly all my school years here, played sports here, grew up, lived in the community, bought homes here, raised my children here, uh, now I raise other children here, uh, been a taxpayer, uh, Watched the town double in size. Moved here in the late 70s, I believe around 79. And uh, how you can be in a community your entire life, you know there's a lot of people that love you. You know there's a lot of people who care about you. But you don't feel like you belong. So what I often tell people is, I'm that guy. And I don't, I'm going to be this, I'm going to keep this as real as I can. Especially that white dude. I'm that person from that family that I'm from here, but I ain't really fucking from here. Does that does this resonate with some of you? Because if it don't, that means you're the other people. Now, that doesn't mean that you had every privilege, every advantage, every resource that your family was financially well off. And if so, hey, somewhere in your family, the previous generations did something right. 
They set it set you up in a unique uh, a, 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 a for the op, in a position to have more opportunity to be in a better starting point in your life. That's the truth. But people that have those privileges and they have those advantages, they have those resources, they have that family name. They have inherited, that doesn't mean necessarily money, inherited, inherited could be connections, it could be land, it could be resources, it could be support. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If you're any of those people from any community, and if you're from this community and you're listening, then you know if you're that, if you're that person or you're not that person. Those kind of families. Those people don't know what it's like not to be those people. You know, I've had multiple conversations lately, especially the events that have transpired the last year. And I've said this in more than one podcast, like I say consistently, yes, again, things apply in more than different areas. But let me be very, very clear about this. Being in a town, in a community for over 40 plus years, And people knowing you, knowing what kind of person you are, knowing what kind of worker you are, knowing what kind of father you was and still are, knowing what kind of spouse you are, knowing what kind of friend you are, knowing what kind of character you have. Do you, let me be very clear about this. People will forget every bit of that shit based off of one fucking event. And that's became very clear to me. I kind of always knew it before then. But with the events that have transpired, I say the last 10, but the last couple of years, it's it's really been been made very clear to me that those people in the community make it very clear that I'm not part of that community. And I ne- don't really give a fuck. The point I'm making is, is like always, it's like when I hold people accountable on support. When I hold people accountable on their word, I've already held myself accountable. And when I hold myself to that standard, you hold other people. You have to hold yourself to that standard first and then hold the standard to everybody around you. That if you give one fuck about them, you care about them, you're doing business with them, that you love them, whatever their relationship with you, is with you in real life, what you'll see who's meant to be in your life when you start holding them accountable as well. But you can't hold them accountable until you hold yourself first. So I, I've said this a few times off and on, especially the last year, and it gets people thinking. Again, when people have that family name, again, doesn't mean that they're necessarily financially wealthy. It just could be connections. It could just be, hey, th- his dad knew your dad. Y'all's moms used to hang out together. It's one generation to another. Generational wealth in other ways, which is a good thing in some ways, but... Make no mistake about it. What I'm going to dive into in this and another podcast later is they don't want outsiders in there. They do not want outsiders in any of those community organizations, circles, or cliques. That's a fucking truth. So I asked some people recently, again, don't use names. I said, you know, we're like five or six years apart. The other person was my age, and I said, I was explaining to them how I felt here, that I feel like I'm suffocating, I su- I'm suffocating around here, that 
I feel like even though this was my our plan as my family now, and don't get me wrong, I'm blessed with the loved ones I have, that we've been working on this for some years. And when you make a plan, three-year plan, five-year plan, sometimes it's it goes into a, a three-year plan, goes into five or six. A five-year plan goes into seven or eight. But it's better than no plan. You make the adjustments as you go, not the excuses. This particular, and this is just one example. I have many of these examples. I ask them. The age you are, your parents are in their 70s, and you're blessed to still have them. That person said, yes. I looked at the other person, and I said, you're my age. Your parents are in their 70s. One of them's early 70s. The other person's in their late 70s. Yes. I said, do you, they're in their 70s, and their parents, your grandparents were from here. Correct? And they both said, yeah. I said, that's three or four generations of y'all here. Did, unless you were just terrible people, not trying, not giving a fuck, fucking your life up, did you think that it was not going to work out for you here? Do you think they would have let you do without? There's Your parents are in their 70s. Their parents and the parents of them were from here. I'm not discarding any struggles, any disadvantages, any hard times they went through. You don't have to go there. I get it. Probably going back to the generation before that, they were probably depression children. No doubt. I'm saying connections, last name, people letting you in the door, people letting you plug right in, people letting you skip steps. It's the truth. These particular people, whether they meant it or not, said, I never thought about it that way. I said, look, I know both of y'all have worked hard. No doubt. I know your story. There's things I don't know. So only you know if you had some of them plug-ins, you had some of them advantages, you had some of them skip-a-steps. You know your starting point. I don't. I know what I've witnessed since I've been around y'all, and I know a little bit of your history from going to school with you. I said, yes. And then both of them said, we may not have been wealthy, but we never did without. And I can look back at that, regardless of what happened how different my two oldest children turned out, they never did without. Regardless of what happened, they didn't. These kids don't do without now. doesn't mean we have a lot, but they don't do without. They have what they need and have some extra. And I made sure of that. Uh, all of the combined parents, we made sure of that. But I said, y'all really don't know what it's like for everyone to be gone. And even before then, I can reflect back as a child and they would ask me who my mom was, who my dad was. And I've caught myself doing this when I was getting older, even in my late 20s, early 30s. I think it was to sometimes I didn't know some of my classmates and friends' children, so I would ask them so I could see if I knew their parents. That's true. No, Nobody's denying that that could be the case. But let me tell you what else it is, folks. And y'all know this is fucking true. Whether you're this family or you're not this family. A lot of times they were asking me. And they asking people like me. Who my family was. So they could see if they knew them or not. And if they liked them and respected them. Or they were somebody in the community. They could decide if they were going to let me in. Or like me. Or accept me. That's a fucking truth. And if they wasn't. Then they wouldn't. So. My dad never lived here, and he got murdered 
when we moved here. But but he didn't get murdered here. He was from another part of Texas, and he went lived most of his life, his short life between uh, West Texas and, and California. My mom was born in uh, Arlington, Fort Worth area, Arlington, Fort Worth, Texas. She was, lived here as as an as an adult from late twenties to early fifties, and then she went back to Arlington off and on, moved a bunch of times. But she wasn't anybody in the. She was a great person, but she wasn't anybody in the community. She didn't have those connections. She didn't try to make those connections. So she moves here. My dad gets killed. She has one kid, and she lives with my grandmother, her mother. I'm four years old. I didn't realize these things till I was coming up in school. Started playing sports. Started hanging out with certain people, and it really came real evident in high school. I don't think I'm going to dive into that in this podcast because I'm going to talk about it later. And some people that listen that won't admit they're listening. And that, you know, I let me backtrack a minute. I think that's why some people don't subscribe. And if that is, man, why would y'all do that? Y'all don't want to admit that you're listening to my podcast. I see the demographics and I see the analytics anyway. So you would rather listen to my podcast, not support me for free, than go subscribe and let me know that you're subscribing? Man, I appreciate that. And I show I show gratitude and I show humbleness, but I don't show weakness. That ain't going to happen. So my dad was murdered. I had one grandmother and I had my mom. My mom didn't get involved in the city council. She didn't get involved in the booster club. She didn't own a business. And in a lot of ways, my dad's death kind of defined her. I didn't know that then. She got married two other times. But later on, I realized that she never she never got it. My mom didn't do drugs. She wasn't alcoholic, any of that stuff. But she just kind of never got on track. But so there's different things that they let you know that they're not accepting you in their fucking club. You know, here I am a white kid. I'm going to keep this as real as fuck like I always do. I'm a white kid who lives in a predominantly... And I mean predominantly, I mean like probably 90%. There's no exaggeration. Community with black and Hispanic. Growing up, I never seen those colors. I still don't now. Anybody that knows me knows I'm more connected to the black and Hispanic community than I am the white community. Let me tell you what I tell people quite often, even these people. I wasn't white enough. For the white community. That's the truth. Even as I got older. Raising my first family. Buying home young. Before I had any problems. With one of my children. Buying a home. Being productive. Working at a, a local place. That was. If you like I said. I feel like if you didn't go to the military. You didn't go to college. That was kind of the place you went. That employed over 500 people in the community. That was a well paying job. I hated the place. But it provided good benefits. And provided good pay. Being a productive member of the community. It didn't make a fuck. And I didn't get that early on. I wasn't wide enough for the the white community. Deep down I was around the Hispanic community a lot. But you know. Some of them accepted me. And now I realize now. Except the extremely old school traditional ones just keeping it real black community always accepted me to this day they still do i have to keep that real i have i'm keeping this fucking real man i say it all the time no one is more supportive of me and no one we still the same today as then is the black community i grew up with i lived in the housing projects for the first six or seven years we moved here there wasn't very many white kids over there so the 
the I don't mean the rich white community, the working middle class white community and up that I went to school with, played sports with, a lot of them didn't know where I lived. They didn't know my background. They didn't have, some of them didn't know till I got older. They didn't know my dad had got murdered. They didn't know my mom struggled. And my mom stayed struggling was a lot of her own doing. Then I have a brother at 13 or 14 years old. I'm the man of the house at 13 years old. My mom didn't drive. They didn't know. That was embarrassing then. But that white community, when they found that out, I used to have friends that would want to come to my house, other white kids at school. They found out where I lived and they wouldn't let their kids come or they wouldn't let them come back. These are the same kids. Usually I schooled them motherfucking kids when we played fucking sports at school or in their community. They hated to see us coming. They weren't playing in the hood. That's the fucking truth. They wanted to keep their kids only around kids like that. So, I ask people these questions. You want to feel a part of something, a part of community. So, you often overlook red flags with people. Because you went to school with them, you grew up with them, you worked with them, you're fucking related to them. They accepted you in your clique. They accepted you into their clique or their group or their organizations. They only did it as a way to probably keep tabs on you or they can be in competition or keep some measure parameters on you. That's the fucking truth. Now, there are isolated cases, small percentage of that, but that's not the case. But let me tell you. They're, they're not going to let certain people in the city council and places like this. They're not going to let them in their cliques, in their clubs. They're not going to support their local businesses. They're not going to let them in on any of that shit. And let me tell you why. Because people like us will get on there and change shit. The way shit's been done for years and decades. That's the fucking truth. And when they get mad when I say that, it's because they know it's true. I've been through this while I lived in a... A small again. When I say community, I lived in this county that long, but I've lived in some other small towns. Let me tell you this: there's a reason the same people in these organizations and groups and on these councils they're usually pat they're usually generations on there, and you know why that is because they don't want outsiders getting involved in that. And when I mean outsiders, if somebody says, well, you've been in the town 30 or 40 years, I say, I'm referring back to something that happened 10 years ago. I was in my 30s, but I'm still a fucking outsider. That's what I mean by I'm from here, but I ain't from here like you motherfuckers are from here. And you fucking know that. So it often makes me wonder if you took those advantages and those plugins, those privileges, not even talking about money, you took those help, those connections. Those skipping steps. If you took that out of the equation in the formula for some of these people, how would they be doing? I'm just curious. Do you think you would be doing as good as you are if you didn't have that support? There was no way some people's business wasn't going to work here. There was no way that those connections weren't going to pay off. And let me tell you this. Even the ones that work hard, that make it look like they don't utilize those resources, they're fucking lying. Look, if you're on a board where you're making decisions about a city, a county, a town, whether it be city council, whatever it is, pay attention to how many generations of people have been on some of those boards and some of those groups and some of those organizations. Someone comes like me that may have been in a community for years and care about the community. 
but we bring a different perspective. Let's say we want to, we have a town that's right around 40,000. We don't have no skate park or no BMX track, if you like any of that. If you have a lot of old school, and I'm going to say it, white money in a town, which you do here, you think they're going to let anything like that pass? But what usually people do, if they have an outside-of-the-box idea, they're not going to bring it. Just like anything. Just like not bringing up something to any group because you're afraid that it'll get shot down and you're afraid that they'll kick you the fuck out. You don't bring it up because then you can't be in the inside. Now, I know some people that have moved up in those situations they figured that the, the city, the county, the community rejected them. So they found a way to come up inside. That's a good move. But, but, if you got to kiss ass, suck cock, and lick boots to do so, then it's still not sincere. Because if you'll kiss ass to get in that position, you'll do it to get in the next position. I'm not willing to do that. The only way outsiders get in, when, again, referring to outsiders... You're f- I just referred myself as an outsider. I don't, I'm not saying I don't love this town, but let me tell you this. If you're also a family, let me, let me back up on this a little bit, and your family is from here, you're, as in your parents and grandparents, either one or both, but you weren't accepted, they considered you trash, or you had any family member that had a problem, it doesn't matter if five or ten other family members are good. The only way they accept you is if you're in that class. As example, you know how many times, and there's people I know like this, there's people we all know like this. If you come from a poor community, a struggling community, whether it be single mom, whether it be the housing projects, whether it be people uh, that grew up without a dad like me, or trailer park, whatever it is, and you get on drugs, you go to jail, maybe go to prison, it doesn't matter how you turn your life around. They'll say, trash they're the bad they're the bad they're the bad influence but if you come from a middle class community or upper middle class i've seen this this is people i know and some of them and some of them i care about but it's the truth or even in this day and age especially back then if you're they considered you a minority maybe the white community would look at the black community, the Hispanic community, referring to their children. I'm not saying there's all races that do this, but this is my experience. I'm speaking, again, you can't speak on it if you didn't live it. I'm speaking my truth. That's what I'm doing. You know how many white kids I went to school with that I know this day that still never got their shit together? Family had a little bit of cheddar, had a little bit of money. Had some resources to continuously bail their ass out. And I, I would pick up on things like they got around a bad crowd. We had to get them away from that community, making bad decisions. Yeah, they were the bad crowd. You just had the money to keep their ass out of it for so long until you don't. This, you can take the same two people doing the exact same thing. Nothing any different. Everything lines up. They did the same. They say they made the same mistakes, did the same drugs, maybe went to jail for the same thing. It doesn't mean it's their pattern. It doesn't mean it's their life. Put one of them in a trailer park, in a housing project, single mom, broke, struggling, and even how they look. A lot of those 
a lot of the guy people I went to school with that looked like the typical preppy, clean cut, all American boys and girls look, they just pulling the wool over your eyes. Then you take this one. He kind of looks like he's he or she's seen some action. Maybe they grew up in a rough neighborhood. Oh, they're thugs, but they're just they just fell in. But those other ones that look clean cut, like all American apple pie boys and girls and men and women, they just fell into the wrong crowd. That's how it is. There's excuses made for them, but it's throw them to the fucking wolves. It's fucking crucify them. It's fucking criticize them on every level if they're not from that right family. Am I striking the nerve here? Are y'all getting that? You know, one thing I have said, you know, I played sports here. I care about the town. I love it. I say I like it now. But when you go through a real tragedy, I mean some real shit. If you think going broke, losing shit, starting over, going through a divorce, Losing a business. Any of that shit. If you think that exposes people. Have a problem with a family member or a child. Something real bad. And you'll really see where you stand with people. Some of us ain't never done drugs. Again, I always ask y'all. Why do y'all follow and support people who are not consistent? Why do y'all like the comeback story so much? Some of us have never been that. But you got to remember. Some people identify you as one segment or one phase of your life. They'll overlook everything else you've done. Unless they knew you knew you or been around you. Even if, if if they haven't been around you consistently, they knew you. There's different phases of life. I'm not the same now as I was at 30. I'm not the same now I was at 20. I'm not the same now as I was as a teenager or as a child. It's different phases. But what are you are what you are and you do what you you are what you excuse me. You are what you do consistently, not what you do fucking occasionally. That's not who you are. Now, I ask, I, I challenge some of you. Are we, are we, have we, have we not been who we are consistently throughout our lives? But here's the truth. We just don't bleed our town's colors enough. We just don't eat, live, and breathe this shit. We just don't have no family around here. We don't have those connections. We don't have that inherited bond that was made long before we got here. We don't have them family businesses. We don't have that family land. We don't have that family name. I played sports in the town my whole life where the color's green and white. Growing up, I loved the green and white. I still do. Do I walk around with any of that gear on now? No. When my kid, my daughter played, I did. When I played, I did. I hope they win. I hope they do good. But I don't I don't I don't go to any of that anymore. Just like local sports team. Local sports team around here is Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks. Why would I I don't wear any of that gear. I don't support that in any way. I watch it. I hope they win. I'm just like my local team. Team I played on. Team I went to playoffs on. Team I ran track. I did all these things. I'm not gonna get in that today. But it don't matter because I just don't bleed it enough. I was telling somebody the other day. Why would I wear a Dallas Cowboys shirt? Why would I spend that money on that? Why well, showing support? Why would I do that when I can support anybody I know that's pursuing their, a lot of people pursuing their fucking purpose, their passions? Whether it's a fucking brother of mine who owns a barbershop, whether it's another friend of mine who's fucking starting his own nutrition and fitness uh, uh, 
supplements and gear. Whether it's another friend who owns a ranch and came out with their own gear. Whatever. Another friend that started a fucking outreach center. Why would I, why could I do that, but I can't support them? So see, you'll never see me in that stuff unless somebody gives it to me. Because if I got a choice, I'm supporting those people. But some of us don't get the support back. Let me tell you why that is. It's because deep down, they don't want to do that. They don't want us to do it, some of them, because they don't want to show it back. They're intimidated and threatened for what we stand for because we were the underdog and we were never supposed to be pursuing what we're pursuing. That's the truth. They only, again, yes, you're hearing it again. They only wanted to be people of their choosing, who they decide. If it's somebody, that's why they'll always, if some people ain't competing with you, they try to find other people to compete with you. So they'll tell you somebody who's doing less, or they'll tell you someone who's made, they got all of these, they have have done all of this stuff, and they have all this accomplishments, and I always want to know the formula. It has nothing to do with being jealous. I, again, if you know me, I'm in competition with me and me only. But anybody can do a lot with a lot. Anybody can do stuff when they plug right in, when they have a great support cast, when they have people removing obstacles, paving the way, and making a smooth selling for them. That way, all they have to do is just show the fuck up. In this day and age, when a lot of stuff is done online, and a lot of stuff is being built like podcast and branding and things like that. A lot of people in these towns, it doesn't resonate with them that this is someone's business. They want to see an establishment. They want to see a restaurant. They want to see a coffee shop. You, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Kind of like I've heard people say this. I hit the ping pong table across the... I hit the ping pong across the table, you hit it back? I've hit it to a lot of people that haven't hit it back to me. But that's not so true with people I don't know or I've never met or I only deal with, that I only network with online. That That's going to change. We are going to meet in person. But remember this. Anybody that feels this way, you just don't have the same fam. You don't have the right family last name. You don't have the right connections. You just don't bleed the, the town's colors enough. You just aren't dedicated and loyal enough to what they are. What we do and the kind of character we have and the kind of people we are, the kind of friends we are, the kind of family we are, the kind of worker we are, it just isn't enough for them. We Younger people, accept this now and move on. It doesn't mean you got to stay here, but you'll do better somewhere else. Because here's the truth. I know even at my age, I'm better in a town where I meet everybody from scratch this is the truth. This is so hard to swallow. I am better off somewhere else than in a town where a bunch of people pretend or don't have the nuts to say it because what they're doing is they're really, they're sab they'll sabotage you. I know some people that try to sabotage me. They're actually working against you. You're better off starting somewhere from scratch where nobody knows you and they only know what you tell them than you are for people that had their mind made up a long time ago that they never were going to support you for whatever reason. And I'll tell you, I've said in this in, in multiple podcasts on mine, if I was a little bit more submissive, if I was a little bit more weak, which y'all get confused with humble. I am a humble man, but I don't have to explain that. If I got on there and showed that I was more soft, if I wasn't as matter of fact, if I wasn't as deliberate, if I took more shit, 
Even it would even be a better for me financially with the things I do now around here. If I was a little bit more compliant, if I was willing to compromise more. Let me tell you this. If you have people already that kind of on the fence about supporting you because they feel a little threatened behind you, and then you have the personality and the character and the attitude I do, they really not going to work with you. You can fuck that idea all the way around. Because this is what they do. They think if they bait you just a little bit, they can say, I thought you wouldn't compromise. I thought you wouldn't comply. They'll help. They'll help and support someone doing less if they like them. If they're not. If they're what they consider nice. If they're, if they're compliant to things. That's what they want. All I would have to do was not be the person I am. And I would have a few more people willing to help and willing to support. I'm not just saying me. I'm saying anyone like me. You're here. You're from here. But you're not from here like they're from here. No matter what you think, they're not going to let you in their inner circle. The only way they're going to let you in their inner circle is if you have something they need and there's something they can gain. If there's something that makes them look better or they can say they helped you. They either want you to beg or they want you to have enough resources where there's something to that that is in the, something to gain by it that they're going to gain an advantage from. And if you happen to gain any advantages in the process of that, that's just a byproduct. It just worked out. But they're not trying to help you. They want to say they helped you, but they're not concerned with helping you. You got to have the connections. You got to have the family name. You got to have the resources. You got to own something. You got to be submissive. You got to be agreeable. All these things and more is what they want. Listen, when it comes to all these organizations, these organizations from your local government, which means your community, to the government in this country. Listen to this when I tell you this. Those organizations were designed to keep outsiders out of those organizations because they know that truthers and people that keep it real and people that had an outside-of-the-box mindset was going to come and change things. That's how secret society started. Was we don't want them. They think like that. We got to keep them out. You hear what I'm saying? It's designed to keep people like us out because we're a threat. They want people in those groups that are not a threat to changing the way they do things. Y'all, if y'all don't hear nothing else on this podcast, y'all listen to that part. That's local government, local community to the government that runs this country. And probably a lot of other, I mean, every aspect of any kind of government. Those organizations and those cliques and those circles and those clubs were designed to keep outsiders out and to keep who they wanted in, which is usually generational or somebody like them, somebody that's connected to them. It's not to let people like us in. So I wanted to give you all that to think about. Are you from here? Do you feel like you're from here? Do you feel like they really ever accepted you? If you say you're accepted and you are around these people, and you treat them like they accepted you? Do you feel different when you're not around them? Do you feel like they talk about you while you're not around? And if so, why? Why do you feel that? Why do you think it is? Feel free to reach out to me on any of my platforms, Facebook, podcast, whatever it is. <clears throat> I'm going to wrap this up because, again, yeah, like most of podcasts, we need to talk about this more. 
Some big po- podcast coming up in the next month. I'm super excited. I'm not even going to say it today. You'll see it when it happens. I've learned that I need to even quit telling people any some of the things I'm working on because I don't want them to try to sabotage anything. You, I'm to a point where I even refrain from telling people good news outside of my immediate loved one in the circle because they're not happy for you. They'll try to find a way to fucking throw a wrench in the plans. This is the fucking truth. I let them know a little bit, but I don't let them know everything. Some people are going to be blown away where we're at and some of the things we're working on. We just got to keep it to ourselves. <clears throat> Before I go, Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play. Those are all my main big platforms, but you can go to any other platform that my, you find my podcast on. At the bottom, wherever you follow, there's going to be a link down there. It takes five minutes. Go click. Go subscribe. It'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, man, y'all stay humble and y'all live savage. Love y'all.